Open up the mics. It's time for TRN Talk. Well, happy Star Wars Day to everybody out there. May the 4th be with you. This is Jason, and we appreciate you guys listening to another episode of Tear and Talk. This time, that's right, it's all about Star Wars. Star Wars Day 2020, and uh, we're going to have some fun. Just go all over the place with uh, our uh, our background with Star Wars, where Star Wars is at now. We're going to tell you what to uh, expect here on Star Wars Day, both on the Retro Network and then overall. And uh, we're just going to have some fun, but I've got uh, several people here on the line I want to introduce to you. Let me welcome in, he may smell bad on the outside, but inside he's just a warm human being, Eric Vardaman. How are you doing, Eric? <laughs> Where did that come from? <laughs> I don't know, I'm just trying to be funny here. Oh, that's awesome. I mean, it's Glad- true because I've been isolated for a couple of weeks now, so I haven't showered much, so, you know, right. I smell bad. <laughs> well, happy... <laughs> Happy Star Wars Day to you, sir. And to you, sir. Next up, she's been known to like nice men, but also attracts some scruffy-looking nerf herders. It's Stacy. How are you? <laughs> I'm doing well, thanks. <laughs> that was a compliment, by the way. Oh, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. My husband would tell you he, that he's nice men. Okay, good, yeah. <laughs> I figured he fit into one of those two categories, but... Uh, a little I, from I'm... column A, a little from column B. <laughs> <laughs> well, happy Star Wars Day to you. Thank for you for being here. Thanks for having me. And finally, a man who uses the 80s for knowledge and defense, but never for attack. That is old school Tim. How you doing, Tim? I'm doing okay. I was <laughs> going to go to Tashi Station to pick up some power converters, but everything's <laughs> closed right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Tashi Station's shut down, man. Yeah, oh, man. My God. <laughs> That's great. That's Happy awesome. Star Wars Day to you, Tim. Yeah, you guys too. We uh, So we've got this uh, wonderful podcast dropping today. We thank you for being here over on the Retro Network. We're doing a special Wax Pack flashback today with me and Mickey opening a pack of 1993 Topps Star Wars Galaxy cards. Hope you will uh, check that out later today. And then also dropping on the website is a special roundtable feature on our favorite Star Wars toys. So uh, we've got you covered all day long here on uh, Star Wars Day. And just uh, obviously, if you're into Star Wars, you probably know this already, but The Rise of Skywalker is making its debut today on Disney+. And uh, I'll be definitely watching that today. Also, an eight-episode docuseries on The Mandalorian, which uh, I saw the trailer for this. This looks excellent. Uh, I think I'm going to string this out a little bit and savor that, <laughs> savor that since we got a long way to October and November when season two comes out. And then uh, th- I, there's always some uh, merch that comes out around this time. One thing that I saw was a limited edition lightsaber Disney store key, which I had no idea was a thing. So wow. I don't know if this is like an actual key that you can go into the Disney store whenever you want to uh, or what in the world this is, but. Anyway, it looks fun, but I always kind of get into the Star Wars feeling. Usually around this time is a free comic book day as well, you know, the first weekend in uh, May. 
So I'm a little down this year that I don't have that kind of association with Star Wars Day because a lot of times they'll release some free books and I'll be in the comic store that day. And uh, I think it was just maybe last year or two years ago, it fell on the same day, which was pretty awesome. But nice. anyway, uh, what are your kind of plans for today, guys? Are you uh, going to check out Rise of Skywalker on Disney Plus or do you have any traditions for the day? I'll probably watch with Skywalker for sure. And probably three or four other Star Wars movies as the day goes on. That's usually what I do every May the 4th. Uh-huh. And now that I'm home, I can watch it a little bit easier at home than I can in the office. <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. What about you, Tim? Do you break them out on uh, Star Wars Day? Yeah, I'm a big fan of the original trilogy, so I'll at least uh, dig into some of those. But this year, we probably will try to catch Rise of Skywalker one more time. I haven't seen that since I saw it in the theater. Right, I'm the same way. Uh, Stacy, your whole house is like... Uh, <laughs> You can look everywhere and see Star Wars. <laughs> so what do you, do you have like a, a tradition for Star Wars day? Are you online um, shopping for more stuff for your fun house there? I can neither confirm nor deny that that will happen <laughs> on Star Wars day or any day for that matter. Um, yeah. So normally we'll watch at least one Star Wars movie. I typically, if it's a day that I'm working, I'll listen to, something star wars whether it's a star wars audiobook or star wars soundtracks or you know something like that just you know keep keep star wars going all day long it's we have some star wars board games so you know there's a chance that since we're home and not have anything better to do we may may break out the the sarlacc pit game from the 80s or something like that i don't know who knows wow, wow. <laughs> I just remembered, I totally forgot that I have a uh, Star Wars Monopoly game. I might have to break that Ooh. out this year and uh, see how far we can get before we start throwing pieces at each other. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, it is but, Monopoly, so that's right, going to yeah, happen. It's, that's what I'm saying. It doesn't matter if it's Star Wars or whatever, your hometown Monopoly. It's <laughs> Stuff is going to go down when you're playing Monopoly. Yeah, there's uh, no there's no family when you're playing Monopoly. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> At least not in our house. So, uh, just uh, keeping the conversation going with you, Stacey, how and when did you become a Star Wars fan? Uh, we only have uh, about an hour, so <laughs> just try to... <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll keep it brief. Um, yeah, so I, I've honestly been a Star Wars fan ever since I can remember. Um, the movie came out the year before. I, the first movie came out the year before I was born. The first one I saw in the theater was Return of the Jedi. My parents showed me the other two on Laserdisc right before we saw oh, <laughs> Return nice. of the Jedi. And I, it was over. It was over from there. The first time I saw Princess Leia, I was obsessed. I wanted to be her when I grew up. And mm. still do, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> What about you, Tim? When did you start uh, watching that original trilogy you love? I uh, luckily was able to see the first one in the theater. My parents took my brother and I there when I was, I believe I was about four years old, sat on my dad's lap and my brother, I believe, sat on my mom's lap and that first note hits and those big letters appear on the screen and I, I think I was hooked from that moment my parents said my eyes never left the screen for the whole film and and ever since then um i've been pretty obsessed with it uh-huh okay how about you eric 
I saw the original in the theater when I was seven. Um, actually, my dad and I went to see it a couple of weeks after it had debuted, and we couldn't get in because it was sold out. Weeks so, after. That's crazy. Yeah, weeks after it was still sold out. Um, it took us a couple of weeks to finally see it. But uh, I just I remember being just hypnotized, even at that age, by what was going on on the screen. And uh, I think I made my parents take me like half a dozen more times while I was still in the theater. And uh, that Christmas started getting, you know, Star Wars toys and Star Wars memorabilia. Gotcha. So. Well, I guess I'm the youngest fan of the group then because I never saw any of the movies in the theater. Uh, I was about, what, uh, eight years old in 84. I remember renting the movie for my birthday, renting the movie and a VCR for my birthday. <laughs> uh, back when that was the thing. So for some reason, I and I, I probably had seen the um, droids cartoon on uh, TV and, and had known of the toys by that time, but I had never watched any of the movies until I, they'd all left the theater, uh, or at least <laughs> mostly left the theater for the first time. And uh, so it was about 84 when I caught that first movie. And wow. I, I remember uh, just being so intrigued with it. And then I was at another friend's house who had rented Empire Strikes Back. And the, the images of Yoda is what are ingrained in my mind at, at his house watching that movie. And it impacted me there. So I, uh, after that, it was all about finding those marathons on cable, you know, uh, when they were, would show them, I think mainly USA network is what I remember, uh, back to back to back and, mm -hmm. and watching those movies then. And yeah, uh, well, we'll get into our collections and stuff, but it, that, whole first uh, six years of Star Wars missed me altogether. So it wasn't until later that I became a fan. Um, have you, any of you ever met any of the people involved with the, like the original Star Wars creators, actors, writers, any of that stuff? Um, the closest I ever got was uh, I was at Disney world for a Star Wars celebration weekend that they used to have before they had a whole Star Wars world there. Yeah, and uh, they had different actors and characters from the films and the and the animated series and things like that. And uh, Peter Mayhew was the Grand Marshal of the parade, and he was there uh, nice. for a short period signing autographs and stuff. But never really genuinely met anybody. Okay, what about you, Eric? Now I've met a couple of authors from the extended universe books, but. Uh, uh -huh. Nobody from the movies. We're uh, saving the best for last then, because I know Stacy. <laughs> Stacy's got a story to tell. I do. I have a, I have a couple. What, like I said, one, one is when it's not as exciting. I mean, it was exciting to me at the time, but um, we went to a convention in Knoxville, Tennessee. Um, gosh, this has probably been, I don't know, like 15 years ago. Maybe not quite that long ago. And we were actually leaving the convention and Peter Mayhew was walking back in. I guess he had gone outside or something and he, I, I'm very short and he is very tall and he <laughs> looked down at me and said, hello. 
and I just my heart just melted. Like it was so it was so sweet. And I, I was already a fan of Chewbacca, but I've been even a bigger fan since then. But my biggest story was uh, in 20, uh, 2015. I guess it was right before Force Awakens came out. I met Carrie Fisher. She was at Lexington Comic Con. And um, we did a photo op. And it was supposed to be, I don't know if you guys have ever done a photo op, but it's very much you, you get in, you take your photo, and you get out. But it just so happened that she had done a panel right before and my husband was holding the first place in line so that I could go and see uh, her panel. And I mm-hmm. sprinted back and she came, uh, she came down. And, you know, anybody who knows me at all knows that Carrie Fisher and Princess Leia are so important to me. <laughs> and so she's, you know, sitting there kind of getting ready. And she's got Gary, her dog, with her. And, and of course. Yeah. Um, she looks and she says, you know, hey, is it okay if I if I take a second? I just need a minute to get a Coke. And can I collect myself? And we're like, fine. And my husband, who's, you know, I'm trying hard not to cry. And my husband, who is just very, you know, he, he will talk to anybody. And he's just like, hey, can is it okay if we pet Gary? And so she let us come and pet her dog. And she just kind of talked to us for a few minutes. And then we took the photo and she hugged me. And I just, I didn't get to really say much to her. I just kind of said, thank you. And was really proud of myself that I didn't cry until at about I got about five steps away from <laughs> the photo op and just burst into tears. <laughs> nice. um, but yeah, it was an amazing experience. I, I miss her dearly since she passed away for sure. Yeah. That was awesome. That's really cool. Uh, I sadly have not met anybody. The closest I've got to meet anybody was uh, I've had some interaction with Mark Hamill's pop culture quest account on Twitter, which I don't even think is him. So, uh, my, I, I've got nothing. I've got nothing. <laughs> That's a great story though. I, I do, uh, do appreciate you telling that. Uh, so we know that, uh, princess Leia is your favorite character. Who would you say your favorite character is Tim? I would say when I was younger, I was Luke Skywalker. And, but as I've gotten older, I've gotten more of appreciation for Han Solo. Mm-hmm. I like Chewie too, and I like CJ. Oh, yeah. I like them all. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to narrow down for me as well. Uh, what about you, Eric? Do you like one character well, in particular? Or? If we're talking the movies, it has to be Darth Vader. I've, I mean, I don't know if I've ever not liked Darth Vader. I've, that's always been my favorite character. If we're talking cartoons, that says a lot about you. <laughs> <laughs> if we're talking like the animated series and the comic books or whatever uh it has to be ahsoka ahsoka is probably my new favorite character out of the whole universe mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. she's Same. really uh <laughs> yeah i was gonna say she's really grown on a lot of fans i think yeah. over the years yeah and um yeah the the clone wars has been great to our family as far as uh you know i, I really don't want to go down any uh, paths here we'll say but the clone wars has really brought the gap between the, the prequels and the oh, yeah. original trilogy closer together we'll say yep. for me and she's a part of that but uh, it's just such a great show been a great show over the years and that um hanging out in that timeline has helped uh 
some of the shortcomings of the prequels. Prequels. Yeah. So yeah. Um, I'm I'm definitely down with uh, ah- Ahsoka and and even to the certain extent Anakin and Obi Wan in that era as well because I just feel like that show is just so much fun and got to explore the universe for us that don't get into the novels and the comics and the expanded right. universe. I think that's I think broad, it, not broaden us, our horizons a little bit more. I think it fleshed out the relationship between Kenobi and Anakin more than the movies did. I mean, the movies felt kind of stiff right. Right. and the show has kind of fleshed that out and made it more, more personal, I guess. Uh, well, speaking of, uh, Mark Hamill on Twitter. I saw something really fun uh, just today. Um, he, <laughs> I, I love Mark Hamill on Twitter because he's not afraid to talk about anything. And where you know some <laughs> people, he, he knows there's like really polarizing opinions out there, but at the same time, he's not afraid to address something that somebody might bring up about the movie. See, he, so he's almost like he's in the movie, but he's a fan, and it's yeah. it's weird because you don't get that a lot, I, I think, but. Uh, he came up with this plot hole today, or somebody did, and he put it up on Twitter that, uh, you know, unlike C-3PO, R2 has never had his memory erased throughout the whole series, uh, even, you know, early on there, meaning he should have been aware that Anakin turned to the dark side of the Force, became Darth Vader, yet he never told Luke, you know, before uh, <laughs> he confronts Darth Vader. It's a good point. That's something I had never really... Well, contemplated about but uh after i saw that i went back and pulled up revenge of the sith just to see did r2 really know that that was that that was anakin and i mean i can see how it's it i can see how people would think it's a plot hole but i can also see how he doesn't know because he's not there when the emperor finds him as far as he knows true can yeah. kenobi killed him because that's what Kenobi thinks. And he's he's there in the hallway watching Padme give birth, but he never hears the names because they're behind the glass. And if and, and so I know a lot of people aren't fans of the book and don't read the books, mm-hmm. but the books after episode three, like between three and four, there's a lot of play about people don't know who this Darth Vader character is. Like he just comes out of nowhere and they don't know who he is or what he is or where he came from. And so there's a lot of mystery behind who he is. So I can see how R2 wouldn't know for sure or Mm -hmm. how that's not a plot hole, but I can also see how it could be a plot hole. I mean, it, it could go either way, but I can also see how if you take all that and, together yeah there's there's a there's a really good chance he doesn't know that that's anakin stacy you're a little bit deeper in on the expanded universe too and stuff does that make sense to you it does it does i i mean i and i think in general and again i'm not gonna jump on a soapbox or anything but in general i think a lot of the things that people call plot holes are not plot holes they're out there in comics and novels and things like that and i Mm -hmm. i get I get that people can't necessarily read everything or choose not to read everything, but I I take a little bit of offense when people say, "Oh, well, that's a plot hole because it's not in the movies." And I think, "Well, no, it's it's out there. It's just you got to right. find it." Yeah. <laughs> right. There's a lot like that I think could be resolved uh outside of Twitter. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, just do a little more digging. Investigation. And and, right, right, but I think right. That's, I think that's the great part about the star, uh, star Wars as a whole is you can only watch the movies and be fine. Mm-hmm. Or you could I'm, be. I'm raising my hand. I'm raising or, my hand. Or you could be <laughs> into everything else and know more detail, but you're right, still fine. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, uh, it's fun. It, it, yeah. I try not to go too deep and I try not to be uh, too subtle either or too, uh, I don't know, what do you want to call it? Aloof. <laughs> anyway. Uh, <laughs> but it would also not... be a great plot twist because R2-D2 is just enough of a little a-hole that he, would, <laughs> that he wouldn't tell Luke that. That he would know the whole time and not tell Luke that. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> You're like yeah. By the end of the movie, he's like, oh yeah, I knew all the time. You know, <laughs> you watch your language. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's he also, is, uh... there's a, uh, there's a, uh, not a conspiracy theory, but there's a theory that all the movies together are being told by R2, like in the future, like that all that stuff happened in the past and all the movies are being told by R2, like there are stories because he's in every one of them. He's always a hero and it's always, he's always around. That's interesting. Yeah, I thought like it was, that. I don't. I mean, it's just one of those theories floating around out there. But I thought it was right. cool. It's kind of like uh, watching Murder She Wrote and thinking Jessica Fletcher is the murderer in every single episode. <laughs> yes. going into it. That's what. Uh, Great reference. At least that's what uh, Mickey is is you know thrown on me before. <laughs> <laughs> give you give you different eyes when you go back and watch these movies again. But I yeah. that, I like yeah. that. That's pretty cool. So, uh, so we mentioned a couple shows, you know, uh, the Clone Wars and uh, even the Mandalorian. But uh, how are you guys staying connected with Star Wars nowadays? Uh, we'll, we'll throw that one over to Tim. Uh, is it just mainly going back and revisiting the movies? Uh, do you dive into the TV shows, uh, comics, novels, toys, video games? You know, wh- what do you uh, what do you like to do to stay connected? I guess I'm always most partial to the movies. Um, especially, like I said, the original trilogy, but I like all of them. And I have read quite a few novels and I watch the TV shows, um, like Clone Wars and, uh, really enjoyed Mandalorian. So Mm -hmm. a little bit of everything, I guess. Um, it's, it's probably varied over the years of how much of each of those things I consume at different points, but the movies have always been a constant. Okay. Stacy, is there an area of Star Wars that you're not connected with? <laughs> uh, wow. Um, no, I mean, I, I, we we, we don't we don't do like the here, role playing so. games. Okay. But other, than, <laughs> other than that, I don't. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a good way to put it. I mean, we've we've been to Celebration uh, twice. The last. Not the last two. We did uh, 2017, uh, and then we did this one last year in Chicago. Yeah, I mean, we're avid Star Wars collectors. We have a complete Kenner collection of the figures, at least, um, of the not not like droids and Ewoks and that stuff, but just the, the original ones. Um, yeah, we have a Star Wars room in our house that, that we absolutely Wars love. Room. Wow. And uh, my husband actually did uh, a collab with another toy maker and made a, a Luke figure 
I guess after Force Awakens came out and uh-huh. we saw Jedi Luke and he worked with uh, worked with the toy maker uh, Killer Bootlegs um, guy named Pete and so actually it, it made it back to Mark Hamill so going back to uh, we oh, never cool. met Mark Hamill but uh, Mark Hamill does own a toy that my husband helped make so <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> so that's cool. pretty cool so yeah I mean there's yeah there's there's not really a lot of Star Wars that we don't get into um we've really been enjoying the new season of the clone wars um Mm. we loved the mandalorian i'm so in love with so many characters in the mandalorian specifically for me it's cara dune uh the the mandalorian armorer and of course the child um because he's great Mm. and so yeah i we we're a star wars house for sure yeah (laughs) we we love it I'm looking at your photos over on Slack as we speak, and I'm just in awe of like Jabba's sail barge, and that whole just area over there is just flooded with figures. And oh gosh, I I, I have a wall that I hang pictures on. I, I don't have a room. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had a room to put uh, many of my collectibles and stuff, but. Uh, what about you, Eric? How do you uh, kind of keep fresh on Star Wars nowadays? Uh, I've been reading uh, a lot of the books the past couple of years. Um, I'm trying to finish up a non-Star Wars book now, so I can start one on May the fourth. Um, mm-hmm. But I read a lot of I, I I love the extended universe books. I would love to go back and get uh, maybe a trade paperback or something on the original comic series run with Marvel. Cause I heard it goes into like just crazy directions and everything. Yeah, and yeah. I, I don't even know if it's uh canon, but it, it sounds interesting to me. It's just something I've always liked to do is go back and read some of those uh, comic runs from several franchises. And I've just never done that. But last year I was in uh, an antique mall uh, back home in Pennsylvania and found one of those, what do they call them? Treasury edition comics, the, the larger ones. That mm-hmm. are like double the size of a oh, normal yeah. comic, and I found yeah. uh, which one is it? I think it's number two for Star Wars. Uh, I don't think it's the 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 first one. I think they combined uh, a couple issues into one. But I saw that and I was like, oh, that's so cool because I don't have many of those like really super large uh, comics that they used to do back in the day, and uh, I picked that up. But yeah, we my uh, my middle child, youngest son is into star Wars probably more than I am. And he loves to draw the ships. He plays a lot of battlefront <laughs> battlefront two, uh, yeah. deep into that, uh, buying all the DLC packs to unlock the characters and their sayings and moves and all kinds of stuff. Um, we watched the clone wars, watched rebels just as we've gotten Disney plus over the last, I don't know, four months, I guess we've had it now. And it's weird, like, if I'm going back to watch a movie now, I always seem to want to click Rogue One first. And I I don't put it above, like, the original trilogy in my little lineup, but I love that movie so much. It's It's just entertaining to me. Yeah, me too. And I have to watch it now. Like, if I'm trying to do a marathon, I have to watch it before I watch episode four because it just leads perfectly right Right into into it. it. So that... I. I'm so excited for the Cassian Andor series that they've announced. I hope that really comes to 
to life and uh, and kind of explores his world or that world a little bit more than we got in that movie because I just thought it was so much fun. And um, the one thing that I'm connected to Star Wars like every day, like literally every day, is I play the Galaxy of Heroes mobile game. I don't know if any of y'all do, do that. Really? Is it not? Is it good? I've played it every day for at least two years. Wow. I mean, like, <laughs> wow, I'm that's so commitment right there. I'm so, and it's one of those games that just you get the daily rewards, and you're wanting it's it's almost like come on, log in, it's time, and um, you've got to wait to use up your you know resources and energy and all that stuff, but. Over the last couple years, uh, they've slowly released characters, and now they're getting to the Mandalorian. So, like, they just released Cara Dune and uh, Grief, uh, what's his name? Grief Karma? This week, I'm hoping they're going to release the actual Mandalorian character on Star Wars Day. We'll see if they do, uh, as we're actually recording this ahead of time. But, uh yeah, I just love the game. It's so much fun. It's more of like a card collecting game, but you get to battle out and you get special little uh, things you can do. You're you're on a uh, a, a team, uh, a group of I think thirty or forty players you can get associated with, and then do special missions with them and uh, against other uh, factions and stuff. So it's it's so much fun, and the, there's just so many. You know, I think about like G.I. Joe and how many characters are in that world. There's only probably Star Wars that can really match that and and probably go above that on how many different characters that you can put into one franchise. And you just want to collect them all, man. You know, (laughs) it's how to check this game out. It's yeah. I mean, I could tell you everything you wanted to know about it and we could do i could do a whole podcast on just that game but um, <laughs> it's it's just the way that i've kept fresh with uh with star wars for a long time now which uh you know don't tell my family how much time i spent on it but anyway um now that we've kind of completed the skywalker saga i put completed in quotes because you never know it could come up again or uh, somehow do something else within that. I, I, I never rule out anything, but where do you want the star Wars or where should the star Wars story or uh, just overall franchise go from here? We'll start with you, Stacy. Oh man. There's, there's so many places to go. Um, I still really want to see a young Leia series. There's, there's a lot of good, material out there um specifically there was one book that came out a couple of years ago it was a young adult book about leia when she was in her teens i would love to see that i would love to see that as a show or a movie i feel like there's a lot of material there and a lot that could be expanded upon and i would really hope that the author claudia gray would be involved because i think she understands leia on the same level or close to the same level that carrie fisher did um, and, and so I would re- would like to see that I, in terms of if we, if we were expanding upon, um, you know, what rise of Skywalker and, and the new trilogy built upon, I mean, I, you know, I would like to see years down the road of what happened with Ray and does she seek out other people, you know, and to establish something, maybe not Jedi, but. You know, mm-hmm. does she does she teach children or is it is it more of she's just kind of on her own or does she, you know, carry on 
um, what she learned from from Luke and Leia and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, that kind of stuff. I mean, it, it, if you think about, like, the expanded universe, the sky's the limit. You really could just say, you know, we're not even going to have any of the characters in the new trilogy. We're going to take it 100 years down the road or, or farther than that and, and, you know, figure out you know, is maybe not the first order, but what's the new threat? What are the new things that we're fighting? Because there's always going to be some evil that you have to defeat. Right, right. <laughs> It's it, and that's what kind of just racks my brain is I, I, everybody wants to kind of go away from it now, which uh, it, it would be nice to get some new and fresh characters and, and all that. But having a threat like the Empire or the First Order that is basically over the entire universe, it's kind of hard to get away from that or come up with something new or something that's not so encompassing on a story. But I understand where you're going with that. And it, I, as far as uh, Princess Leia, I love how they've incorporated her in just about everything. I mean, episodes of the Rebels, she had a you know a, a brief visit with them, yep. and just um, it seems like they've found a way. And I hate that if you're going to go just totally away from that, you can't get little hints like that of what was. And some people might say, well, that's just fan service or something. I don't think it is. It, it just depends on how you do it. But um, that would be fun. I haven't really thought about or really explored Leia's backstory enough to uh, think about a series or something. But uh, Tim, what about you? I mean, are you uh, ready for some new movies to come along or uh, Disney Plus shows? Or what are you thinking as far as moving Star Wars forward? Yeah, I think the quality they did Mandalorian on Disney plus is so amazing. That is enough for me if they can do things like that, um, or do films, but I think it's kind of neat how they take some adjacent story or adjacent character mm-hmm. and develop a whole new world around them. I think it would be neat to have that adjacent story that took place on a planet that might've been referenced in one of the original movies and then kind of had, showed a different perspective of what was happening on a different world while all this was going on. And then, like you said, they could have little bits and pieces of a character or a thing that, that you recognize come through every once in a while just to keep that connection. Yeah. I'm, I'm totally on board with that. And, you know, some people might say, well, not knowing what the Kessel run was is more, uh, creative or, or letting your mind run on what you think it is versus what they showed in like uh, Solo. And I, I don't mind that they explore those subtle references like that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, what, what is the people they always say uh, died to get the, the Death Star plans? The Bothans? Bothans. Yeah. yeah. Have, have we ever explored them and find out, you know, how they got involved? Uh, I think they showed a Bothan once on uh, Rebels, I think. Was it? Okay. I, I, I was think, trying to remember. I think. I can't remember if they have or not. But, I mean, just stuff like that that gets brought up that we all know the lines and we hear it every time we watch the movie and we're like, yeah. hmm, you know, how, how do they get involved more? And, uh, you know, like I said, I'm not, sadly, I'm not the person that goes digging too far when I do get something like that that crosses my brain, which I probably should. Uh, what about you, Eric? What are you, like, more looking forward to down the road? I want them to go backwards. I want them to go back to the old Republic and uh, explore some of that, some of that mm-hmm. stuff. 
Um, those are some of my favorite books that I've read from the uh, expanded universe. And uh, I think, I mean, I mean, whatever they do, I, I'm I'm not going to care. I'm going to go see it anyway. But I think, you know, I think we've we'd be better served going backwards and you know going back a thousand years before. So there's no tie-in to what's happened in these nine movies. It's just this this is what used to be before the empire, before you know, mm-hmm. you know, before anything happened in episode one. This is you know a thousand years before that. Is this this is how it was? Cool. Yeah. Haven't they announced something or was there hints of something coming, uh, maybe uh, uh, an animated series or comic book series or something on the Old Republic? Um, If they have, I haven't heard it, um, but I wouldn't mind it. Maybe there's just rumors or something that I had seen in my news feed. There was uh, a vague rumor but that that, that, that was going to be uh, – so the guys that write or the guys that wrote Game of Thrones that dropped out of their trilogy – Mm-hmm. Supposedly, that was going to be their trilogy was going back to the old republic, but that wasn't okay. ever confirmed. Okay, was this the uh, Dillard and Owens duo? No, uh, what are their names? I can't uh, remember. Penny to... off and Weiss. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's so many um, people attached now. I'm like, yeah. wow, I, I yeah. have no idea. I have no idea. Yeah, they were. They dropped out to do. Uh, I think they got another Game of Thrones series on HBO. Okay. Well, yeah, I'm like I said, I'm I don't want to totally abandon the Skywalker timeline and, and reference points. That's that's just me. I would love to do since we're doing the Mandalorian on on just Disney Plus, I would love it if somehow they figured out in the meantime between a couple seasons to do like a theatrical movie and make it like a true western. Just uh just <laughs> yeah. give you know Mando an hour and a half to to do his thing and, and a fun little storyline and, and just him as the bounty hunter in some, you know, uh, Western style film. And I don't know. I just want to see him in the theater versus just my home. <laughs> maybe, maybe I'm just uh, greedy in that fact, but uh, I, we, we loved it so much. And I, I get to the point now where I've seen the, uh, the whole series, me and my son watched it. And I get to the point now where I'm like, I want to, I want to watch it again. I want to watch it again. And I, I go to hit play. And I'm like, no, I got to wait. I got to wait. Cause we still got months. We still got like <laughs> six months or, you know, it could be longer by the time we get there. And yep. I, I want to, I don't know. I, I don't want to consume it too much. If that even makes sense. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that I just, um, that's just one really Really, really bright spot. And I'm just going to run through. Uh, I, I saw a story this week from uh, I can't remember which website, but it was kind of going through everything that was in development now. So we know we're going to get Mandalorian season two in November. I read a story uh, just last week that they're writing season three now, yep. which that hasn't been determined when that's going to drop. We got the Cassian Andor series I mentioned. We've got the Obi Wan Kenobi series. Uh, we know those are kind of developing, but yeah, they are in limbo. We don't know when exactly those are uh, going to be released. Um, there was a supposed Ryan Johnson trilogy that was announced. There was a uh, is it Feige or Feig Kevin Kevin Feige movie Feige. that they had Feige, Feige. okay. 
Kevin Feige. An, wow. Okay. Uh, and then uh, J.D. Dillard, Matt Owens, th- those those uh, two were involved in something. And then uh, uh, Leslie Headland had been uh, tied to a female-centric series, which I'm not sure if that's been announced, if it was animated, live action, or, or what. But just from the last... Uh, point when when disney kind of launched some movie dates they were talking december's of 2022 24 and 26 as potential movie dates so we know that's all kind of in limbo now with coronavirus and everything being pushed back and uh, just kind of in development there but any of those kind of stick out to you guys as far as oh man i hope that one gets done tim all of it. <laughs> yeah. That's a good answer. Good answer. Uh, moving along. Uh, no. <laughs> uh, what about you, Eric? Any of those in particular? Uh, yeah. I mean, the the Leslie Headland series was, is rumored to be live action. And I have a feeling because of the, the focus they've been putting on this last season of the Clone Wars on Ahsoka that her live action series will be an Ahsoka series. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm all in on that for sure. I don't, I'll, I'll watch that even if it's an animated series. Um, the Kevin Feige movie. I mean, he's the guy that did the Avengers mm-hmm. and they're just ridiculous movies. So anything he does is going to be over the top and probably awesome. If Ryan Johnson never makes another movie, I'll be okay with that. <laughs> wow. Okay. So I don't want to see his trilogy. I don't care what's in his trilogy. I don't ever want to see that. Um, and then I hope they get the the Obi Wan series, which is I think it's it's only like a it's a limited run series, I think. But it, yeah, I, I want to see that happen. I want to see what happens on Tatooine while Luke is growing up. Yeah, yeah. I see. I thought that would be fun too. Um, I think at first they had six episodes and then they changed writers or something. They were down to four. And then I don't, I don't know. They, it, it needs to be a, a decent and amount of, of you and McGregor uh, likened it to, he said, he said, uh, it's not a, like a multi season series, but it's like a really long movie. Mm-hmm. So I would just fine. I mean, that's great. I, I, I would enjoy the heck out of that. Yeah, that would be fun too. Again, that's just a, a sidebar from, you know, the movies that we would want to explore between, you know, episode what three and four that he's, uh, he's on Tatooine and kind of protecting Luke from the outside. But, uh, I I like the the thoughts of that. What about you, Stacy? Any of those kind of jump out at you? Um, yeah, well, my, not my number one is, is Obi-Wan. I, I love Obi-Wan. I love, Original trilogy Obi Wan. I love Clone Wars Obi Wan. I love prequel Obi Wan. <laughs> I love how how silly he is sometimes. Hello how there. Grouchy he is sometimes. <laughs> how he is just over Anakin's shenanigans. Like he just does not like he can't be bothered to care about anything Anakin is doing. Like I the. And that's why I can't ever say that I don't like the prequels because there's so much in there. Like Anakin was flying something and 
and Obi-Wan's just like, ugh, not again. Like, not this again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that's, that's my number one. I am really excited to see what Ryan Johnson does. I love what he did with Star Wars. I'm Whoa. a fan of his other movies. So <laughs> I'm excited to see what Ryan Johnson would do if they give him anything else with Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was throwing up while you're talking. I didn't mean uh, yeah, yeah, I heard. I heard. <laughs> We've got both sides of the force here. I'm not sure who's the lighter or the dark, but uh <laughs> Was it uh was it this last season of Clone Wars where uh Anakin sneaks off to that warehouse to talk to Padme and yep. uh <laughs> Obi-Wan's looking for him and He's all upset, and then finally he like walks away and say hello to Padme for me, you know, yeah. or something. Yeah. <laughs> I thought there's that also, was perfect. There's also a lot of uh, outtakes from two and three, where there's interaction between Obi Wan and Anakin that are pretty funny that they didn't put in the movies, but once you see him, you're like, man, they should have included that because that makes really good banter between those two. Yeah, way to uh, well, yeah, the Clone Wars would have been a way to yeah. flush all that out, but yeah. It makes sense now, kind of in hindsight. Uh, I've actually softened to The Last Jedi um, more recently. I, I, and I don't really have a reason to to say that because there was a, a, a couple of head scratchers for me watching it uh, the first couple of times. But I think the more I watch it, the more I like the different style, you know. Uh, that, that doesn't even, I don't know if that makes sense, but Star Wars has a formula. And once you get outside of that formula, I think that's when everybody just throws up their hands. But I don't want to do that necessarily. I, I want to appreciate at least what they were trying to do there. And then, you know, watching Rise of Skywalker and have them kind of squash a lot of what Ryan Johnson, I, f- I feel bad for the guy, man. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. It sounds like Eric's over there, like uh, just trying to stomp out the fire, or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, maybe light it or make sure it's all burnt up before <laughs> he's out the door. Um, <laughs> but I don't know. I'm, 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 I'm softening to it. We'll say, but um, yeah, like I said, I want that Cassian Andor series just to be, just to get back into that world a little bit and, and see more of his character. And uh, maybe some of those peripheral characters that were in uh, Rogue One, because I really enjoyed that. And the boy asked me yesterday, when is uh, Solo coming back to Disney Plus? Because I, I think it's not until like later this year before they finally get it on there. But it's still on those, Netflix. Uh, right? Well, yeah, I guess so. Uh, we don't. We don't. I dropped Netflix. Oh, so. did you? Um, anyway, um, yeah, I just those. What do they call them? Le- legacy movies or? Uh, the offshoot movies, oh, right. uh, I, I've I've enjoyed. I, I've I enjoyed uh, how they put Han and Chewie together for the first time, and and that whole story. Um, it was it the best story, and could you tell that they changed directors or whatever in the middle of it? Sort of, but uh, I I don't know. I I, I thought that I movie still thought was it was fun. good. Yeah. I yeah, I like all and, origin stories in general are always fun to see come yeah. come to life. And you know, apparently they weren't. That's what kills me too. When uh, that movie didn't make enough money, that we can't do any more origin stories. Well, right. at least we have Disney Plus now to maybe go down that path with some other characters and and uh, do some more digging. But um, 
Anyway, I think that's uh, that's about all I had as far as uh, for our outline tonight. Anybody wanted to throw out anything else? Uh, Star Wars? Not Star Wars? Uh. Um, well, when all this stuff is over, all this coronavirus stuff, I really want to go to Galaxy's Edge. Oh, yes. yeah. <laughs> so what was the plan? Was it to open on Star Wars Day this year? The original no, plan? Already, it's open already. They it? were both They were both already open. Were they? Okay. Yeah. I don't yeah. know what I was... Uh, why I had something tied to Star Wars Day this year about that, or maybe uh, a new um, section or something opened. I might just be... Uh, Maybe, well, I don't uh-huh. know if Smuggler's Run was open in both. Or not Smuggler's Run, um, Rise of the Resistance. Was it open in both parts? Oh, that may be what it is. I think that I might have think, been. I don't think that was open in both. Yeah, I think been in California, but not Florida. Okay. I don't remember. Maybe, maybe that was it, the the one out there. But um, So you apparently are more familiar with it than I am. What all is there at Galaxy's uh, Edge? It's, I mean, it's, it's basically like you're on a planet. I mean, it's the planet Batu, I think is the name of it. And you're in this section called Black Spire and you walk through and people will, there's a uh, characters that are walking around. And if you're sitting at a table, I, I have friends who went, that's how I know all this, um, <laughs> They they will sit and they will ask you like are you part of the resistance and so it's it's a very immersive experience. There's uh-huh. a cantina there. Um, all of the food is named you know something like, they have like Ronto wraps <laughs> or burgers or something you know stuff like that. So um, you know I I loved the the Star Wars I love the Star Wars stuff at Hollywood Studios, but this just sounds like it's on. A whole, a other, whole other level. Yeah. Whole other level, and and I don't know if um, where they are in this, but I know they are planning to do a, a resort kind of area, yes. and you can stay for I think it's like a three day experience, and you can oh choose gosh. how immersive you want it to be, <laughs> and it can be, you know, you can be just part of the whole thing, or you can just sort of be an observer, and it. So I. Yeah, I mean, I I'm, I can't wait for that. I'm ready to go. Like I'm oh, so gosh. ready to go. <laughs> but I I also know that when all of that stuff is new, it's very very busy. So that's why we haven't been sure. yet. We were yep. we were waiting to <laughs> for some of the new to wear off. Not all of it, but at least a little bit. Yeah. Does the uh, hotel come with a mini fridge full of blue milk? <laughs> I hope so. I know. <laughs> no, it's it's pictures of green, blue milk all around people. Yeah, uh, no, it's the green milk that that green Luke milk, whatever. Gets. Yeah, I always thought it was blue, but I don't know. No, no, no. So that it is blue in the in in A New Hope, but I'm talking about the stuff where Luke on um, oh, okay Octo or Octo when he uh, milks uh, that thing when Ray's yeah. following him around. It was green. <laughs> okay, so. I, I don't know why I've never. I always thought it was the same. I was like, oh, so that's where that milk comes from. These, these creatures. But um, anyway. No, those, uh, are two, those are two different creatures. And I know the names of both of them. Okay. Um, okay. But that's really just a level of pedantic I don't need to get to. Yeah, so what color, what color milk is in Rogue One when they're at the little farm there at the beginning? Was that green or blue? I don't know. Okay. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I didn't think about that either. There's milk there. I, I think it's blue. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> 
You know, no, I will say if if you like Rogue One, the novel that they did, you know, I don't know you're not if you're not super into the books, but this book, it was called Catalyst and yep. it was so good. It yeah. was all of the events le- like basically like between the prequels and Rogue One, all of the things that happened as Krennic was rising to power and they were building um, you know, gathering stuff to build the Death Star, and you really get. Like, what I got out of it was uh, Jen Urso's mother, Lyra. There's a lot of her in it, and she is an incredible character. She is probably cool. one of my favorite female characters in the Star Wars universe. Does this uh, book have pictures? <laughs> <laughs> I, I like mean, pictures with my words. Yeah. You know, I don't think they, they, yeah, I mean, some of the stuff like that, they'll adapt into comics, but they, they didn't, they didn't that one. Okay. All right. So, so I gotta, I, mean, I gotta get my, uh, my reading glasses then and just buckle down on that. Or you can listen no, to I'm, the audio I'm, version. I listened to the audio version. Oh, um, now there you go. Yeah, the, I, and, and that's the thing too, like the audio versions for, or the audio books are by and large really great experiences um i love reading just anyway but if you listen to some of the audiobooks they're almost like radio performances the yeah. the actors that they get right. to do to do those uh, voiceovers for those books they're really really good yeah as long as it's not characters i like really know and be like that's not how he sounds how would he sound? <laughs> I, I, would, I would get down that path really quick but uh i have a whole collection of like old uh record and storybooks so uh, yeah, I love just the the more performance style when you're listening to audiobooks. I've actually mm-hmm. got uh, the uh, Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi storybooks. I'm still hunting uh, wow. the uh, original one. But I found the book for the original one, but it didn't have the record. So I'm, I'm still hunting the record. In a, I, I like to look for stuff in the wild versus just, oh, I'm going to go over to eBay and, and buy it. Unless it's really something I want, but... Uh, yeah, I've just found those in the wild, so it's been fun. Yeah, oh, gosh, wouldn't it be just great to go to that cantina, sit down, have a beer, and you're listening to that damn cantina theme? And <laughs> be like, I, I've made it in life. I have this made is, it. I have made it. This is, I'm done. I'm the uh, official greatest bounty hunter in the galaxy. <laughs> uh, I have no fear. But yeah, yeah, I mean, gosh. One day we'll get to uh, we'll get to that, but like you, Stacey, I'm like, there's no way I'm like the the first person in line on a lot of that stuff. I'll, I'll wait till it's out for a couple of years and then yeah, we'll go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Give me some coupons. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, I mean, I, we can, you know, we can do that here. I, as I'm sitting here thinking about May the Fourth, I'm, you know, like today I might make like. A uh, Star Wars themed cocktail and sit and listen to a Star Wars, like one of the weird Star Wars records that I have. There, I have one that's like the Empire Strikes Back soundtrack, but it's a guy named Boris Midney who did like a jazz version of some of the songs from the Empire <laughs> soundtrack or the crazy. Mecco. No, I have that one too. Oh, um, I love Mecco. Yeah, uh, I that too. There's one that's the what's that organ like the Moog organ oh, like the, yeah. from yeah the, from the '60s they they did one that's the Star like the, the first Star Wars <laughs> soundtrack 
um, yeah, so just listen to weird Star Wars records and drink out of my Star Wars tiki glasses and pretend like I'm sitting in a cantina there you go. Yeah. Uh, at, at Disneyland. <laughs> that sounds like a great plan. I, I need to find some crazy Star Wars. I'm, I'm going to dust off the Mecco record. And that was one thing, too, when um, the, the music with the Mandalorian is so great. Yeah. And I, as soon as I saw somebody did like a synthesized version of that, I was like, this is the best thing that's ever been created. Mm-hmm. It was it was so <laughs> 80s and so Star Wars at the same time. But it's weird how stuff like that can just, you know, <laughs> connect with you. The, the oh, yeah. opposites attract, whatever. Yep. Uh, sounds like somebody's in Dagobah. I hear like a frog or something in the background. <laughs> What am I hearing there? Is somebody outside? No. <laughs> no. I mean, I have my window open, but uh, I don't hear a frog or anything. Come to Dagobah. Come to Dagobah. <laughs> <laughs> my hostess <All> right. is. <laughs> anyway, well, this has been a blast, guys. Thanks for uh, taking some time out to uh, do a little Star Wars day here on the Retro Network podcast channel. So uh, thanks for coming on, guys. Yep, had a great time. May the 4th be with you. Yeah. (laughs) This is the way. This is the way. Uh, Maybe we'll make this an annual thing. It'll be fun. We'll see what what comes up in the next year, and we can uh, talk about that and and make this kind of a State of Star Wars podcast each year. How about that? That sounds great. (laughs) All right. Well, for Tim and Stacy and Eric, this is Jason. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll talk to you next time on Tear and Talk. (laughs) 